Welcome to All Business No Boundaries, a collection of supply chain stories by DHL Supply Chain, the North American leader in contract logistics. I'm your host, Will Haywood. This is a place for in-depth discussions on the supply chain challenges keeping you up at night. We're breaking beyond the boundaries that are limiting your supply chain. Today's episode is This Calls for a Toast, Jobs Ohio Beverage System and DHL Supply Chain's Top Shelf Partnership. We're joined today by Lorraine Terry, Managing Director, Jobs Ohio Beverage System, and Jason Rowe, Senior Director of Operations, DHL Supply Chain. Let's dive in. So we're here today in Groveport, Ohio, which is just south of Columbus. I'm here with Lorraine uh, Terry and Jason Rowe. Lorraine's from Jobs Ohio and Jason's from DHL Supply Chain. I'll ask you guys to introduce yourselves first and then we'll get into it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Lorraine Terry, Managing Director for Jobs Ohio Beverage System. And so what that is, is I represent the private part of a public-private partnership here in the great state of Ohio, in which the profit from the sale of Spiritus Liquor goes to fund economic development. Got it. Jason. Right. Jason Rowe, Senior Director of Operations for DHL. I've been with DHL for six years. My responsibilities, as it is today, is our control states for the United States for our liquor vertical in New Hampshire, Pennsylvania, and the great state of Ohio, and then also Ontario, California for our uh, Toronto operation. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Good. So Lorraine, say, say a little bit more about Jobs Ohio. I think it's sort of a unique thing in the state and obviously in the in the U.S. There are control states, but I think Ohio's approached it a little bit differently. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, control states in the United States, there's 17 in one county. Can't forget the one. 17 states that have the title of control, but really what that means is every state in the United States controls the sale of alcohol. In Ohio, it's where the revenue and the profits ultimately go that make us really unique. Here in Ohio, what we are kind of formed in 2013 by way of then Governor Kasich was that the Jobs Ohio beverage system by way of bonds bought liquor enterprise from the state of Ohio for 25 years. So until 2038, the beverage system exists to manage and operate the liquor enterprise in partnership with the division of liquor control. That's why we make up a public private partnership. We have 488 liquor stores across the state of Ohio. We have two distribution centers, Groveport and Green, both facilities operated by DHL. And then at the end of the day, when all the bills are paid, that profit does two things. First and foremost, it funds economic development here in Ohio. I don't know if any of you or your listeners may have heard of Intel in Ohio or the Silicon Heartland. That is a direct result of what we do here in Ohio with, with liquor profits. For Jobs Ohio, it's the ability for them to operate kind of outside of that government red tape and uh, work with big national private companies that say, hey, I'm interested in your state. What do you have for me? And through this partnership and through this setup, we ended up with Intel in Ohio. We also do a second thing with that profit is we do give back to the state of Ohio, a profit sharing, if you will. 75% over the agreed upon amount that goes to Jobs Ohio goes back to the state. So we're using the profit and the efficiencies of this operation to fund quite a few things here. Okay, great, great. That's helpful. So every bottle of liquor that's consumed in Ohio goes through one of your two buildings. Every bottle of high proof spirits purchased 
Okay. Yes, goes no, okay. through one of our two <laughs> two bailment centers. Consumption is is a tricky word, right? I yeah. mean, there are people that buy just for collectability. There are people that buy to gift. Uh, but yes, every bottle of more than forty two proof comes through both of our facilities. Okay, I know why I buy. <laughs> um, um, Not denying this. Right, right. Uh, we all have our own reasons. Yes. Yes, yeah. Yeah. So, Jason, um, this is a business that DHL's been in for a little bit, and I know Ohio was one of the more recent customers, but maybe some history from you on how the company got into into this business and how you see it going forward. Yeah. So, from a DHL perspective, we started in Alberta in our operation in Alberta. We've been with them for 25 years now. So they've been a long-term customer of ours within the liquor vertical. That allowed us to be able to springboard from there to New Hampshire was the next place in which we were able to work within the control state operation. And control state operations give us a place from a 3PL perspective that we can work inside of the, the government and private agencies to be able to do their warehousing and transportation work for them. Because in New Hampshire, in Ohio, in uh, Pennsylvania, we do both the warehousing and the transportation component of that dedicated fleet. So from New Hampshire, we signed a long-term contract with them when we first started, and that was in 2013. And then that springboarded us here together in 2017 for uh, Jobs Ohio in the state of Ohio. Through some of the things that we'll talk about today and some of the successes that we've had, that also allowed us to spring forward from there to Pennsylvania and then Ontario over the last two years. Great, great. And then for the future, you know, that gives us a, an opportunity to be able to continue to grow our brand within you know, that vertical for other control states as a potential um, and then other aspects within the control markets as we have it, whether it be cannabis or other control products that come along. Gotcha. How did the control states work together? Do you have rivalries or are you collaborative? How does that go? We love all control states. <laughs> we don't have rivalries per se, but we do watch each other, right? So we've got Michigan, Virginia, Pennsylvania, our nearest control state brethren. We do watch how they sell, what they sell, their volumes, their dollars. I'd say we're a little bit competitive in Ohio. We, we like to be first. And over the past five years, we've had tremendous transformation here in the state of Ohio. And I know, yeah, you know so we'll talk a little bit about that's that. That's a good segue. I wanted to ask, take us back to 2017. What was the situation? What were you looking to accomplish? And how did you guys wind up working together? Yeah, well, the situation was dumpster fire. Uh -huh. And Ohio was in a state where we had four distribution centers, three different 3PLs, I think at the time, three different companies that were actually running the distribution and picking of product. There was an overhaul of a system. And we, we all know when an overhaul of a, of a technology platform does not go well, things just you know fall apart. So good, bad, or indifferent. Unfortunately, Ohio was in a state of not being able to track product very well, not being able to pay our suppliers very well for product, not being able to pay commission to our liquor stores the way that we are obligated to do so. So fast forward to 2017, brand new ERP goes into place. And with that shift in technology came a great opportunity to shift the way we distributed alcohol in Ohio. We, Jobs Ohio, being a private nonprofit, we did a bid. We had a bid. We looked for vendors. We considered the existing as, as part of that opportunity, but DHL just kind of rose to the top of the pile, right, for their, their expertise, their longevity in the, the role of a 3PL for being an Ohio-based company. So 2017 
was just this great opportunity for change in Ohio. And we had the right leadership over both entities, both the Division of Liquor and at Jobs Ohio Beverage. We had the right leadership in place, great partnership opportunity, incomes to HL at that time, and, and really just kind of a trifecta of, of what we needed here in Ohio. We're a bailment system meaning that the product sitting in our warehouse is owned by the supplier who made it. So Bacardi, Diageo, Watershed here in Ohio bring their products to us and out on the floor here, they still own that product. So there's a lot of trust that we needed from DHL to say, you'll care for that supplier's product. We, Jobs Ohio Beverage, have a contract with that supplier and a contract with DHL to do just that, care for that product, count, the product, know where it all is and where it's sitting in our warehouse. And again, DHL was just the right fit for for, for bringing that level of accuracy and, and processing and, and whatnot we needed. So another example of how our model has, has really transformed Ohio would be what we call the uh, Pappy Spigot, if you will. So in 2017, just prior to our transformation year and prior to bringing DHL on to, on, as in as a vendor, we were told by Sazerac, specifically the makers of the Pappy Van Winkle bourbons and the Buffalo Trace Antique collection, that Ohio would not be receiving our allocation of these highly allocated products for, for several reasons. First and foremost, that those products were not being distributed fairly across Ohio. The horror stories were that those products were walking out the back door of the warehouses. They were making it into the hands of friends and family of people on lists at our liquor stores, our liquor store owners themselves, the rumors were that they were taking those products home. So Sazerac as a national brand felt that Ohio was not a good partner for their products. That was just in 2017. Fast forward, 2018, I believe it was. So just about a year later, the division of liquor superintendent, Jim Canepa, had a conversation with Mark Brown, the CEO there at Sazerac and said, how do I get my pappy back? How do I get these allocated bourbons back in the state of Ohio? And Mark Brown's response was, was simply sell it fairly. And so with that was born the notion of a lottery of those products where consumers in Ohio, Ohio-based consumers could enter to win these products, uh, enter to win the opportunity to purchase these highly allocated bourbons that would not have been possible, I don't believe, without the trust that the enterprise and that DHL had helped us gain with our suppliers, even in just that first year. So in 2018, Ohio actually successfully executed two Pappy Van Winkle and Buffalo Trace Antique collection lotteries. I, I won't say flawlessly, right? Anytime you do something for the first time, it's never flawlessly executed, but DHL really pulled out the white glove service for these products, meticulously tracked every bottle, ensured that the, the winner's name was labeled appropriately on the box for these, these brands and these special bottles. And again, it just a testimony to the way our model works, a testimony to our partnership with DHL, and that, that DHL really helped bring back trust between our suppliers and, and Ohio Liquor, our suppliers in the Jobs Ohio beverage system. So just uh, just one more example, if you, if you will, of how our model really has transformed and grown and earned a lot of trust across our supplier network. Yeah. And from our perspective on the DHL side, we, we came into the relationship 
quickly, mm-hmm. um, which isn't uncommon. You know, a lot of times our customers need us to, to do something quickly, and, mm-hmm. and we were able to do that. We also had a system that we weren't really familiar with from an operating perspective with Microsoft AX. And that, I think, was a little bumpy at the beginning. I think we'd probably admit that, yeah. that it was a little bumpy at the beginning. But once we understood the system, understood exactly what Lorraine and the jobs team was looking for for us on the aspects of inventory control, damage-free, getting products out of our warehouse to the agent at the right time is, has been successful. I mean, that from our perspective in logistics and warehousing, inventory accuracy is probably you know, the number one component. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, awesome. and then getting the product damage-free all the way through the supply chain to the store shelves was second on that front. And then we do it at a cost-effective measure. That way they can use those funds to you know, create more jobs for the state of Ohio, which right. is right. important for all of us. Yeah, yeah, great. So t- just to put some dimension, we, there, we're talking two buildings, anything around volumes that you could share to help us understand? Yeah, oh, you go ahead. Yeah, sure. So, uh, of course, here in Groveport, uh, where we are today, we have uh, around 80 uh, associates, and then we have 16 drivers, and then we have support staff of another you know, management team and, and clerical staff of 15 to 20. So, you know, around 100 folks here, yeah. similar in, in green. So for the account, 200, 210 people total. And then this year, in the new budget year, we'll do about 7.8 million cases throughout the year. And I think that has grown since 2017 from 5.8. Yeah. Uh, so we've seen a, a very big growth over the last you know, five years in, in our team together. Yeah. Is there a, a seasonal aspect too? There's a seasonal aspect too, really. Uh, summer for people getting outside, for those that are in Ohio, put in bay. Finally. Uh, <laughs> up at the lake. We call it the lake effect. Yes. Uh, yeah. And it's not the snow. It's the summer it's season. Summer season. So that is the, the first peak is, is the summer, the holidays, Memorial Day, Fourth July, yeah. uh, Labor Day, and then, uh, of course, Christmas. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And are you ramping up up and down staff for that? Uh, we do. We have a couple different ways in which we do it. Um, we let sometimes attrition take care of the laws and then staff up for the peaks and or we do it through flex staff that our DHL associates that, which is something that's great that we can offer as an organization from a flexible work perspective where we post shifts online and associates that are on staff can grab those shifts. And so they're able to help work. And we get a lot of, for the summer, college kids here in, in the campus um, area for Ohio State and folks like that, that may just want to pick up eight, 16 hours a week. And that works out well for us too. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So Lorraine is a customer here working with the supplier, sort of what are the key attributes that you were looking for when you did your bid? And then what do you kind of emphasize as you manage the relationship on a day-to-day basis? Yeah. So out of the gate, what we were after, what Jason alluded to, what we keep coming back to is inventory accuracy. There was a huge gap in accuracy prior to 2017, really, knowing where those bottles went and where they belonged. So inventory accuracy in the warehouse, as well as inventory accuracy of what's leaving the warehouse. So we expect 100% audit of every pallet leaving leaving the facility. We expect a now annual physical inventory. And I, I stress that because right at the beginning of our agreement with DHL, there were two full physicals within both DCs in which DHL would shut down, do a full physical count in one day. And in the next day, we'd actually invite all liquor suppliers in to do a count of their own. And this is just a success story, if I may. In 2017, 
and 18 and first half of 19, I'd say we'd get 20 or so suppliers at those counts, usually the big ones, Diageo, Brown Foreman, Bacardi, Beam Suntory. They wanted to come lay eyes on their product in our facilities because there had been quite a long period of distrust mm -hmm. about where their product was sitting. So those first few physical inventories with DHL, quite a few suppliers on hand, you know, banquet tables of breakfast sandwiches because we were counting at 5 a.m. I am happy to say that as a requirement and as the success and proof of that requirement, we now only do one physical inventory, full physical inventory, less than five suppliers come and not even the big guys. Diageo doesn't come to a physical inventory anymore. They, they have everything they need at the fingertips on their computers and they trust that we, the beverage system and DHL are taking care of their products. So first and foremost, right out of the gate, it was inventory accuracy. We knew we wanted a 3PL that could do both, both transportation and manage the warehouse. Delivery accuracy was the next big requirement, delivery from our facilities to our liquor stores. We had issues with, you know, short shipments, over shipments, no way to report that, no way to, to track what was over or under. We had delivery trucks that, you know, and I, again, I'm speaking prior to DHL, had a window to show up at a store and wouldn't show up or they'd come hours later, just some of our nightmare stories. So delivery accuracy was was at the top of our requirements. And then, um, and first and foremost, we wanted a partner. Mm -hmm. And I've said this to my team, I don't hire contractors, I hire partners that have the same desire that I do to make this business be as good as it can be. And, and so, you know, trust in that conversation and interviewing really were at the top requirements. Yeah, good. Let's talk a little bit more about the partnership and the trust and the culture. I'd be interested, Jason, maybe yeah. you start with culture fit here with the team. How do you guys get along and yeah. where does it work well? Where might it have had to evolve a little bit? <laughs> yeah. you know. yeah. I, I think where she's laughing is, you know, there, there'll, be, there'll be times, right, between Ryan and I, yeah. right, where things happen. And the relationship that we build over time allows us to work through those things. From a culture perspective, you know, I, I understand first and foremost that she's our customer and that when she has an issue or she has a concern, it's my top priority. And it's something that needs to be addressed, you know, the first thing that I do. And, you know, that she'll she'll give me a she'll she'll give me a clue, right, when she's not happy and she'll she'll tell me she's coming in hot you know, when we have the conversation. And so, so I know, done. <laughs> so I know right then and there, you know, that it's something that uh, is important to her. And if it's important to her, it's important to us. And it's important that we fix it right away. You know, we're human beings, no different than, than anybody else. We're going to make mistakes. And as perfect as we all want to be, there are going to be times when we have to fix something that we've unfortunately made an error on. And I think going through that process together over the years, you know, trust is something that is earned. And I think throughout the years between Lorraine and myself and then just the teams in general, you know, we've been able to to build that trust because first and foremost, we do understand that their success is our success. And if we understand what Lorraine's needs are and what they're trying to do, they can leverage our abilities and our strengths to help them do that. And I think that is what's been one of the important parts of the success is Lorraine and the jobs group allows us to be able to do what we're good at. And a lot of times she'll laugh because I'll say we're logistics geeks, right? And so we'll talk about some things that, you know, may be boring to them, but is important to us because it actually yields results. And we'll say, you know, give us a moment. We're going to geek out here on some logistics <laughs> stuff or some warehouse stuff. 
but it is something that is our passion and that's what we're good at. And they allow us to do that. Yeah. And I think that then puts us in a position that they're able to work on what is important to them. We're able to keep them not having to think about us. And I told her this a couple of times is if she has to worry about us, yeah. then we're not doing our jobs because we, she should not have to think about the boxes going in and boxes coming out and that they're going to the right place and that they're right. That's something that we should be worried about. We should be doing and she shouldn't have to worry about that. And I think that trust over time has built that up to be able to make a successful partnership. Yeah, I think it's, it's a good thing that I can say I don't talk to Jason very often. Yeah. Maybe once a week and usually then it's a pretty quick, you know, hey, what's the top of your list? And we both struggle at times to say, well, look, I'm good, right? We've, we've had many, many months of I'm good, you know, we're, we're, we don't need this extra time. So, and on my side, it was extremely beneficial that DHL allows me to have staff here on site with them. I have, mm -hmm. I have two people in each warehouse. Lisa Aikies, our, our distribution center director, and, and is a supply chain guru in and of her own right. And so when we hired her and said to DHL, hey, we'd like her to be on site, no questions asked, right? Yeah. So Because that just further cemented that partnership and that cultural desire to, to work together. And so having Lisa on site with Jason and his team, you know, it's just one more great fit that's been really successful for us. And let me just say about Lisa, I mean, she's wonderful, right? I mean, she is a logistics person. She understands geek, it. Logistics geek. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Geek. Yes. <laughs> and, and she gets it. And she is so helpful yeah. in the fact that she can communicate through and, and take that geek language and, and turn it into a different language that makes sense for her internal customers. And she's able to give us that opportunity to be able to work on things and put measures in place, action plans, and be able to, to influence it overall. Yeah. Good, good. So this is, I, I think, a fairly long-term contract, correct? It is 2030. Okay, 2030. So we've sort of gone through a transformation period. Sounds like things are fairly stable now. Yeah. What's what's next on your list? Where do you want to take this between now and the, the end of the decade? Well, I'll let you, I'll let you go in a second. But, right um, I think we've made some updates recently with Manhattan. We've been able to a Manhattan warehouse management system in place, and that just happened in the last three months. Oh. So that uh, has also allowed us to be able to bring more DHL innovation to the warehouse because we have our innovation funnel that we work through from a corporate perspective that allows the corporation to bring innovation that's been vetted. Uh, whether that test happens here or whether that test happens at another facility, Manhattan uh, integration with that innovation allows us to bring it to our customers like jobs at a cheaper cost and on an already vetted platform to bring that to the table. And I think Manhattan is the first key to that. And then there'll be others as, as we go along. And then from the relationship perspective, you know, just to continue to do what we do well together and whatever uh, Lorraine and her team has as initiatives, you know, we'll 100% support. Was it, was it a tough sell to switch from Microsoft to Manhattan? Because uh, that's a big, I mean, that, that could be a big thing. There's probably some one-liner about, right, like the, the, the poking, right? No, it was, it was not a tough sell. It was a lot of patience to get here. Yeah. And, and we, did, we asked a lot of DHL to come in and operate on Microsoft Dynamics AX and operate, mind you, without the warehouse module. So they absolutely were operating almost as a separate business unit 
taking orders over from government side, our government partners, fulfilling, managing. So it, we asked a lot. Yeah. And so it, it's out of the gate. And then it was just kind of a persistence thing, right? Just, hey, what about Manhattan now? What about Manhattan now? So the patients paid off. We found the right moment to make that shift. And that's that's what we've accomplished here in the past three months is, is both DCs coming on to Manhattan. So. Well, and, and I think it changed. And yeah. she would probably agree that early on it, it's what we're familiar with. It's what we're going to be able to bring an expertise on. It's what we're going to be able to make sure that the startup gets off to the right foot to make sure because it's in our knowledge base. I think once we got out of the mindset that we didn't have Manhattan, so it was going to be more difficult. And from an operation perspective, we can control what we can control. And we can influence the outcomes of the system by going into it with the mindset that we can fix anything. And with jobs' help and with the state's help, you know, we worked through several things. We were able to put our engineered standards on, you know, LMS through AX, which isn't a normal process. That right. Just slow down for the. For the <laughs> okay. Sorry. 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 <laughs> so, Take it down. Uh, sorry about that. Yeah. Um, so production engineered standards. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. So yeah. individual productivity. Yeah. Yeah. So individual productivity and. You know, that's one of the ways at which we were able to improve it over time was, first of all, you know, we've, we've improved our case pay productivity here by 136% since we started. And first off, it was just doing observations, getting our associates engaged in the process and, and understanding that their engagement, their ideas, their feedback was going to improve. Taking those continuous improvements, implementing them, and then holding folks accountable when, when those things don't work out, you know, in that direction. But creating that teamwork to get us to the next level. But from a leadership perspective, it was changing your mindset on what's not possible to what is possible and bringing the teams in together to be able to achieve that possibility. And so the LMS is a tracking system, labor management system that allows us to be able to to look at those production standards individually. And as a group, getting that data back from the state through AX was no easy task. And it took us probably, what, 18 months? Oh, easily. Yeah, yeah. 18 months at yeah. least to get that process through and get it. But it has made a huge difference. And then now that we're on Manhattan, we were able to just plug and play back to elements with our other sites. We knew, DHL did a fantastic job of making sure we understood Manhattan, understood what those opportunities would be, right? Innovation, technology, bolt-on technologies, yeah. things that could make our operation better. Our, our partners at the division, while it did take time, it was no lack of desire to make Microsoft Dynamics AX work as good as it could. It just was, you know, pathways and, mm-hmm. and APIs and, and how, how are we really going to connect and, and share data? You know, Manhattan was a no-brainer. Patience was key. And out of the gate, we saw efficiencies. I, I mean, yeah. that was the most mind-blowing part is we prepared and budgeted for a shift and a slide in productivity. And out of the gate, though, we hit the ground running. So. Yeah, and I, and I think you were saying that because that reminded me of where I was going originally yeah. when it changed over time was it originally was a productivity game for yeah. us. And that was our message yes. um, is that, hey, yes. you know, if, if we want to gain productivity, this is, you know, Manhattan would help us. And I think over time, we, we proved that that wasn't necessarily the only message because that certainly was possible more quickly through Manhattan. It was more the bolt-ons, the innovations, the future that can be brought into their operation as they grow and have different needs. That was really the difference maker, in my opinion. 
Yeah, because our one of our goals, you know, talking about the length of this contract and, you know, ultimately the beverage system is here until 2038 if all goes as planned. Mm-hmm. The next big goal, the next opportunity is direct to consumer out of either one or both facilities. That's new to Ohio. So we have to give a lot of credit where credit is due to our, our partners at the state government for seeing opportunities to deliver high proof liquor direct to your home for passing the necessary rules that needed to be passed to change those laws. So it's new as of December 15th, 2021. That's how new that is. So we see that opportunity. Manhattan is going to make bottle pick a reality. So sometime in 2023, you know, you'll see us dipping our toes into direct from, from a facility to your, to your home here in Ohio. Yeah. That's a big change. It's, it's a big change. change. Yeah. It's yeah. It's kind of scary. <laughs> You're allowed to be scared. I can be scared. Always. Yeah. Yes. And I think the startup point was was a good one too, is, is one of the things that throughout the liquor vertical, we've been able to establish standards of, you know, what types of processes and what types of system enhancements that will continue to drive us forward. And we're able to leverage the other the other folks. The Ohio folks came out and helped when we went live in Pennsylvania. Yep. Pennsylvania and New Hampshire folks came out to help us here this, this year when we went live and they already have the knowledge background. And the associates the same, right? We're able to train them utilizing the associates that already do that job every day somewhere else. So it allows the startup success or the changes like the Manhattan to go much more quickly and, and easily. Yeah. yeah, good. Use good. easily, loosely, but yes. Yeah, well, this is a great, a great partnership story. I really appreciate you both taking time today to take us through it and wish you a lot of luck in the in the future as um, as you do shift to this direct-to-consumer model. I'll be looking forward to that. But yeah, it's really great to hear these kinds of stories. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. If you enjoyed the conversation today, please share it with a friend and rate us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us online at dhl.com slash allbusinessnoboundaries and follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter at, at DHL Supply Chain. We'll see you next time.